0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, May 15th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Alliance Hour, hosted by Rebel DeFi with Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Good morning, all. It's Rebel DeFi on the Orbital Command
1: account. Eight o'clock in the morning with me in Japan, a little bit knackered, slept pretty poorly, which is unlike me. But yeah, good to see a few of you here. Looking forward to continuing our Alliance discussions because I find this stuff absolutely fascinating. Great to see Ryan in the house. MB's here. And
2: Monday. Um, pleasure to see you here as well. Um, I'll just bring MB up. I'm actually really
1: excited. I suppose it's kind of off topic, but we're hopefully going to be speaking to Ryan.
2: I um, Maybe that'll be a Galactic Punk space to find out about the Lion Dow NFT collection. Um, but yeah, today, if we can keep it kind of focused on Alliance, that would be fantastic. Hearing your thoughts and opinions
1: um, about... There's four chains that have now installed the Alliance module. Only one of those, Megaloo, is actually sort of getting active with it, really active with it right now, but the others are possibly going to be getting active sooner rather than later.
2: Um, Certainly, in the case of Terra, it's probably up to us to sort of give them a nudge with ideas of what Alliance assets could be. Um, There's a couple of
1: proposals that are up there. We spoke about one last week in particular, the one well, not really a proposal, the the ideas thread that PFC had. Um, But yeah, there's also the actual proposal from Philip, which is really hard to um, get through. We wrote a thread about that at Orbital Command last week. Um, I've posted a couple of threads up in the the nest, as they call it, one from MB, one from myself on the TFM account. Um, Yeah, how's it going, MB? Hey, Rebel, how are you? good all good yeah man we got you i wasn't sure if you, i, I yeah. was getting rugged with your audio or what was happening
3: yeah i <laughs> it's a little early here too i'm just uh yeah shuffling my coffee around the table getting my head ready but yeah that's um it's good to be here
1: absolutely i mean i i mean, we were talking offline before you were saying like you want to start doing things on feather and i just thought now shut that down quick i don't. I person at the moment i don't really know um, and, and I suppose to be fair to Ryan, like uh, until Ryan started doing his um, enterprise thing, enterprise didn't really excite me all that much at all. So maybe I'm just sort of a bit of a small brain who can't see the the vision that these the, the devs are trying to create with these these apps. But or I, I just I, I think Alliance, I can see Alliance. I I feel like I get Alliance, and I, I just think Alliance is is epic. And that's the one that I'm particularly interested in. Um, and it gives us a good chance to mess around with mid-journey doing these graphics. Um, I suppose I'd have to redo my entire stick if, if we started writing threads on feather. So the longer I can stick on the lines, the better. Okay, I'll just stick on the lines then. Um just to reference sort off TFN a little bit, as you know or as many of you know, I work at tfm and part of the tfm team so um, what, what we're doing with the ibc bridge now turning into smart ibc bridge i mean i think fits really well with alliance so the more alliance chains um, or the more chains that install the alliance module and need assets coming from other chains to be staked as alliance assets like tfm is really going to be our friend um, on this one hopefully I know Ambedo's used the bridge. MB, I'm sure Ryan's used the bridge. Hopefully, the majority of us in here
2: have used the bridge. Oh, I can see Finn wanting to come up and talk. Shall we let him talk? Maybe he's too busy counting his money. Get him up. Okay, I think Brad got him up. GM, sir? GM fam,
4: as the song says. I don't know uh, how much I miss there in the void of Twitter space, but I feel like DAO tools are important if you want Feather to really reach, like, a larger audience, maybe. Because you've got to have a way to manage that kind of shit in a world where I don't know one shithead from another. Ideally, we're all cool and we can trust each other, but that's not life. So, you know, the realist in me says we need some, uh, some permissionless way to not have to rely on someone else being in a mood or not you know t- to like make rash ass decisions and and fuck a bunch of shit up uh and i, I think that's where these these dows and those platforms really like shine i don't think it's as amazing as <laughs> people would like you to believe i think a lot of it definitely hinders. What a, a group can get done because you're constantly having to fucking wait for people to get their shit together long enough to fucking take two minutes to cast a vote, and sometimes you just want to like move and get shit done. But I, I definitely get like the broader purpose of of having that infra in place before feather drops, and I think being able to couple that with spinning up chains. I mean, I'm sure Ryan is just going nuts over there right now between the nft launch
2: and being able to spin up his own chain for the pride you know anyway that that's that's all yeah man I, I, to, to
1: be fair i mean i'm sure it's gonna be dope but i mean yeah like i was saying like if i was gonna rank these things one would be alliance and then a distant two and three would be feather and enterprise just, I mean, just a personal opinion. Yeah,
4: individually, know. not all that could, great. Like, who gives a shit? But collectively, I think serves the, the broader purpose of what alliance
2: is is trying to do. Oh, I see what you're saying They're supportive. Yeah, yeah. I respect that.
1: Um, so I mean, seeing as we've got like Megaloo, they're they're doing it. They've got the alliance assets. Um, got respect them for that. I mean, also, I mean Kujira got the um, Alliance module installed around about the same time, but yet they are not using Alliance, which I find kind of interesting. Um, and, and that's certainly not criticism. Um, I, I, I think it's great. And and as well as Carbon, that was another chain, app chain that installed the Alliance module. I, I think it's really amazing that chains are prepared to like install it, just thinking, right, this is something we might want to use in the future let's install it i think you know what i think doing that yeah yeah, come on
2: tell us you know
3: know. let me
4: tell you what i think is really amazing is every time i go to app.migaloo.zone and try to claim or do anything i get this fantastic error that just says failed to post so i don't know what's going on with that is it just me i don't know I've asked. I've asked around. People just kind of laugh at me like I'm dumb. And, and that's fine. I quite possibly am. But I, I cannot, for the life of me, get this fucking thing to work. And it is irritating. I'll tell you what.
2: Why do, why, and, and is this for alliance staking, or what's this for?
4: So if you go to app.migaloo.zone... God, maybe I'm just getting completely fished here, yeah, and this isn't funny. even the right site. Uh, that would be so funny. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's the Make-A-Loot like dashboard, what, what is right? It, what is it you want to do? Don't know I want what, don't to claim my tree fitty, all right? I've got tree fitty sitting here in rewards, <laughs> it says, and, I, and a big old giant green claim button, okay? And so I click that mother... Oh, see, now it doesn't even work. Now you got to refresh the whole damn thing. Good web three is so smooth. It's like butter, you guys. It works so good all the time. <laughs> all right, so here we go. Li- are these wallets connected. All right, here we go. Claiming my tree fitty. Station pops up. Put my password in. Hit post. Boom. Claiming failed. Failed to post transaction. Every goddamn you're time. Fucking, you just, uh, you oh. just hate in here. Come on.
2: Oh I hate
4: love hate. this. I want it to work so hard and so badly, but it just doesn't and it's the red text, I think the red background, maybe if they could brighten that up a little bit, I think the red is what really triggers me, and then the big claiming failed, failed to even post a transaction, so I don't even have an error to to, to go report, so that's how my day's going. I'm sorry, yeah. I really like Megaloo, and I like this uh, station alliance staking that you can do and that all works well it's just this one and it's not even that much right it's 350 it's it's about 350 it's 342 but it's the principal thing you know wait till
1: it hits that 350 and then once it hits 350 it's gonna it'll uh,
4: work oh my god
1: you, you better believe um so wait a minute, this is, this is regular vanilla staking rewards. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Without,
4: I guess. You? I don't fucking know, man. I got delegated assets across 18 different chains, man. How can you expect me to keep track of any of this shit? All I know is I go there, it says I got about 350, and I can't claim it. So that, that's all I'm saying. I, 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 that's all I know. I'm staking wait. to something called NFT Switch to airdrops one and spark ibc cosmos spaces i mean i i I don't know maybe i should go bug them that will be done through station
2: yeah no i know this the the station thing's different i tell you it would maybe maybe you need to get up in the morning get up just before four o'clock clock strikes 3 30 and then boom you can you can get
1: it out but like, just to, just to wind it back a little bit. Let's, so, you, so what you're saying is, you you would rather be delegating to Spark IBC
2: than orbital command. Like, no, I'm just saying this is just one of the the wallets, and that's how it got split up,
4: dog. I'm trying to help rhinos and cosmos spaces on this one. The other one, that one's all y'all. So. Don't
1: worry. You gotta get you gold seriously. Don't worry.
4: I didn't cash out my fucking prop grant like I should have. I kept it oh, like a fucking dude. pleb and staked it to all my friends because I'm a fucking retard. Listen, no, it's I fine. You. It's totally fine. You.
1: It's fine. I told you. I said six months. that I, I said.
4: He said, "Dump I'm... that shit, dog. As
1: soon as you get it, dump it." You see, you gotta give yourself runway. Like and and then no, like, we're good. Months. I know. Half half would have been reasonable like no one would have, no one would have like chris i, I that. know i know
4: I, I had enough time to provide eight dollars worth of lp to the roar
2: astro luna the roar luna fucking pool and then then that was all she wrote right so let's i can see ryan chucking up some hearts respect i i, I want to cycle back to
1: the prop and it, and it was a prop philip put up a proposal and, and correct me if I'm wrong, MB, did we really sort of dive deep on this last week? I can't remember if we've been talking just ourselves or live on air.
3: Yeah, I don't think we really talked too much about um, Philip's proposal last week. It was more about, I think we touched on the PFC um, yeah, idea of, uh, that was in Agora. So yeah, we could talk about that today. Yeah, so
1: I, I mean, I, I don't know how many of you have read Philip's proposal. It is quite long, and it's complex, and it, it, it takes a bit of effort to sort of get through it. But I mean, I, I, think, I think it's brilliant. Like, the, the whole idea, like, Migalu have shown us that, okay, you can take assets from one chain, the liquid staking tokens from one chain, and use the mistakable assets on a different chain. And, and that's kind of cool. But I mean, if that's all Alliance was, I don't think I'd really be as excited as I am. Maybe my voice doesn't convey this
2: excitement. I'm just up, and I don't feel I slept all that well, um, and I'm complaining like a bit of a bitch. But um, the, the
1: the idea that Philip was trying to convey, or the idea that I took away, or understood that he was trying to convey, was that using LPs as the Alliance assets. On an individual chain. So, it says sense, using Luna L- L- M- LPs on Terra as the Alliance assets is a great way um, to exploit the Alliance module. And there's been some comments on his thread that I completely disagree with, some comments that I do agree with. Um, and I just think, he, I mean, the beauty of Alliance is that we can try stuff out. And if it doesn't work, we can just do a governance vote to to reverse it. But I, I don't think there's any way we could really mess up um, irreversibly. So I would like to see us trying some like Luna, AMP Luna, Luna, B Luna, Luna, ST Luna, LPs as alliance assets on Terra. And I think that could be cool as anything. Questions, comments, criticisms?
4: What's, what's the fear with, with that? Is- like the has to do with impermanent loss in the LPs, or what's like, what's the downside? What what's the opposite argument that people are are giving?
1: There is no downside. Like I, I think people giving an opposite argument are are, are haters. And as you remember that guy in the pink, the white and pink polka dot suit doing the dance on the porch. That is what they yeah, are—a bunch and of they haters. As, they absolutely, and they said they're not as good looking as that guy. Um well, stamp scrubs. it through then. If it's
4: all good, Amen. stamp that shit through. Let's go. I suppose, yeah.
1: I I think the difficulty is that because it's quite complex, like in Philip's proposal, he had the idea of, hey, let's do LSD. Um, let's do LPs as Alliance Assets, which is pretty cool. And then he tried to do this massive framework of how to determine which LPs could be used as Alliance Assets. And that's
3: where I think he lost a load of people. Exactly. That's where. Also- Focus on rather than the uh the core of what he was trying to put across i thought it was very interesting i mean he's he's he highlighted that there are so many wallets in um in terra that really are inactive or dormant and it's it's a way to um i guess yeah you know, leverage that sort of liquidity that's building up there from rewards that aren't used and, and actually recycle it back into the terra um ecosystem um that's liquidity through these um, LSDs or LSTs, as he described them, I think that's a yeah, it's a pretty cool idea. I think we should take a vote live on air. We're we going to call them LSDs or
2: LSTs in this space today. What's the T stand for? Token. Oh, it's not R- as really cool as what I thought. This is this is the new vernacular. <laughs> that
1: would sounds a like a trap for sure. It sounds like a trick. Someone came up, I thought it was Ryan, but no, Sefi's on the stage.
5: I'm also here. Yeah, so people are calling it LSTs instead of LSDs because they're scared of alphabet agencies in America uh, by using the the word derivative, basically.
2: Was that the the reason? The D
5: word. That is the reason that that people have started calling things LSTs instead of LSDs.
2: They're worried about regulators. Oh, that's so cool. I thought it was something to do with the tech. Absolutely nothing to do with the tech.
5: No, exactly. So we can still keep call them LSDs,
2: but some of these protocols will be calling them LSTs because they're scared. Well, then what right. do we call the liquid
4: staking tweets? We're going to have to figure out another name for those then, because those were LSTs
2: before, so fuck. This This is going to cause problems. Quite possibly, yeah. So, I mean, exactly. And the thing that MB just said there about these, like, um, inactive
1: wallets, people... See, I I don't know why there was some people on forums
2: um Seemed to really take offence that other people in the ecosystem were talking about inactive wallets
1: or zombie wallets, dead wallets. Um, and I think Philip was quite respectful calling them inactive wallets. I mean, I, I'm I'm quite happy to call someone who's not using their, who's not even claiming their their um, Luna stake rewards uh, that that's a
2: zombie wallet. I've got I've got no issue with that. And, and then the whole idea is that by um, having these alliance assets of, we'll just say, Luna LS and then a Luna LST pair, any pair, it doesn't really matter, um, with a
1: reward weight and a take rate, um, Luna stakers, all Luna stakers, the, the active and the inactive, would start receiving Luna plus Luna LST lp tokens as um just regular staking rewards and the lp providers would on top of their lp rewards if indeed there are lp rewards but certainly on top of their swap fees they would start receiving native staking rewards if they um stake their lp tokens into the alliance module on terra and essentially what what happens is people who are active can do whatever they want with their this is, sorry, the Luna stakers. If you're an active Luna staker with tons of Luna, you'll be earning these LP tokens and you can do what you want with them. If you want to cash out, you can cash out. If you want to hold them, you hold them, like whatever. Um, but the beauty is that there's the inactive wallet who essentially are doing nothing with their Luna staking rewards anyway, and the Luna just sits in their wallet. But what's happening now, or what would happen, is that they would just start accruing these Luna, Luna LST LP tokens in their wallet and they'll just sit there. But then what happens with their liquidity, their liquidity that the LP tokens represent is going to be building up on a Dex. So within the ecosystem, these inactive wallets are actually helping the ecosystem like develop by increasing the liquidity on DEXs. And I think that's an, a, such a brilliant way to to get inactive people active, without actually encouraging them to do anything, they can just carry on doing what they're doing, which is nothing, and that actually benefits the Terra
4: ecosystem. Hopefully, I described that all right. But in so my head, it makes sense. What what denotes an inactive wallet? Then, like, what if I just got a wallet that's just like stacking up staking rewards, and then people are just going to come and like fuck with it, or like let's. Yeah, no no one fucks with anything.
1: I I think that the definition is a bit vague. Well, it's not vague, but it's not as you think, oh, an inactive wallet, that's someone that's done nothing for months. To me, that's an inactive wallet. If, you, if, if someone has literally not, not claimed um, stake and rewards for over 90 days, they're not really that, and they've done
4: no transactions. And then saying that. When they come back in a year or whatever, they can just take those LP tokens that magically appeared in their wallet and cash those back in for Luna. So everything's cool as long as everybody doesn't wake up at the same fucking time and all decide that they all want to cash that shit out, just like in any other
5: you know, situation.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. No, no one loses anything. Everyone just
5: like yeah. starts so, accruing like, so, all so, these different so, rewards. So theoretically, you are—they they could be—they are losing a little bit because their their part of the staking rewards would be redistributed to rewards to people who are providing LP tokens to uh, the Alliance module, right? So I think you're—you probably would be giving up more staking rewards than you're receiving
2: back in liquidity tokens. But it's a small it, well, you're,
5: you're talking about maybe a percent
6: one percent or something, right? Rather than it being like a huge difference. It probably also depends it, it, on the underlying pers- uh paired assets of the LP, right? And whether those things go up or down in value. As far as like what the final token holder is getting.
5: Well that Luna Luna LSD uh, LP token,
6: so there. Oh, okay, okay. Just okay, yeah. got it.
2: The, I mean, the the
1: proposal was to set a take rate. So this is the 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 tokens or the LP tokens, um, that the L the alliance asset providers would be paying as a tax to Luna stakers. I mean, the the take rate idea is like a proper take rate, like ten percent or something. Um, because, and and I, I mean, I'd be for ten percent. I think maybe five percent. Even though five percent is a big number, ten um, percent would be amazing because then then the stakers really do get a decent return, and also it, it helps build up liquidity, like protocol, essentially protocol owned liquidity, not quite protocol owned liquidity, um, but as close as it gets. Um, without being genuine protocol and liquidity, and that sort of tax rate. I mean, I think that the take rate on Megaloo is what, round
2: about 1%? It is 1%, in fact. So that's this would be like 10 times that. Yeah, I, I but, think the key point is
3: that, I mean, every day, something like 250,000 uh, Luna in rewards uh, you know our issue. Um and a large portion of that it really just goes to you know relatively inactive wallets where whereas it could potentially enter the you know the ecosystem. And look, this may not be the perfect way to do it, but it's certainly I think it's got that's got legs myself. Um yeah. It's it's worth
2: exploring more and- Yeah, regardless of how it affects
1: the the Terra ecosystem, and I think it would have definitely have a positive effect. Like, it's it's setting an example for all other Cosmos IBC chains. Like, what can be possible with Alliance? Like, Megaloo have shown something, and I think what they've shown is really cool. But like, that's maybe I don't know ten percent of what Alliance can do. There's a ton more. Um, and there's, there's probably stuff that we haven't even thought about yet that we'll be able to do with Alliance. Um, so I think the next step would probably be something like LP tokens as Alliance assets. Did you see um,
5: the, and, and you that's see something the think, PRISM threads on using LP tokens as Alliance assets?
1: Yes. And, and that's, that's amazing. And, and I'm fully supportive of that. But at the same time, PRISM hasn't launched yet. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I am mean, just saying that they're also
5: thinking about doing the same thing, right? That's all it's, it's saying.
1: I, I, yeah, I I think that's brilliant. So, like, if we have a couple of different app chains doing LP tokens, then people start thinking, oh, yeah, LP tokens get this. What's the next thing we can do? Or oh, cross-chain LPs or stuff. I mean, yeah, there's there's going to be lots of different options coming up. I mean, and, and once, like, Cephi launches Game Chain or whatever it's going to be called, like, what are the Alliance assets going to be on that? Because, I mean, my understanding is that, and this is why I'm excited about Feather, I suppose, my understanding is that all Feather chains will launch with the Alliance module pre, pre-enabled, pre-installed or whatever, or that is, that's just part of Feather. So, like, Alliances, for over the next few years, like, Alliances here, if we're in Cosmos and you're not using
2: Alliance, that's like trying to play one of your favourite computer games without... The best weapon. Like, why would you do
3: that? You might as well use the meta while while you're in the ecosystem. We must be getting pretty close to feather the launch of Featherer. No? Um, I think it was a Q two target date, but uh, I'm not sure if anybody here has heard anything more. I knew you'd get onto Feather. I shouldn't have mentioned Feather once,
2: but seeing it, if we are going to start talking about other stuff. When? When? Lion Dow NFTs. Ask your buddy JG. I'm ready. Okay, so just so we've got this clear in
5: our heads, you're you are literally ready to go, is that right? pretty much. We've got probably a day or a day a day or two's work
2: to do to uh to get everything ready on our side to get them. yeah. So we're just waiting on the launch awesome. pads. exciting stuff i i think what's really exciting is is a collection coming that like that that will
1: mint out that's like there's no there's no doubt in my mind that this will mint out which i think is that super exciting it's just a question of uh, will everyone on the
2: whitelist actually get to mint do you think Um, do you think it's going to be that we've not had that for a while yeah Listen I mean, to how I, humble I, this guy is. This is why he's the leader. He's so <laughs> humble. Oh,
4: gee, guys, do you think it'll really mint out? Oh, shucks. hey, we
6: learned. We learned that apparently arrogance was bad, and you'd go to prison, right? Like, so that was the lesson.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. Like, no. Seriously, though. Like, we can't get
5: two thousand five hundred wallets on Terra to. Claim a, it's talking about dead stake and stuff. Yeah, we can't get 2,500 wallets on Terra to claim a free airdrop. I mean, I know it's not a huge, yeah, but, but like, still, that's like 1%, less than 1% of the eligible wallets
2: to come and claim a free airdrop. But if you said each wallet could claim 20 airdrops, I think you'd, uh, you'd be all sold out there, bud. If I was offering
6: them $1,000, not $5. All you got to do is tell them not to mint. Do, I think do a feature, not mint this project. I think a feature request on the TerraStation app itself is some kind of mechanism for people to see what airdrops are available and for them to like cl- discover projects and things. So project discovery with like just, crypto wallets in general sucks where the wallet barely helps at all figuring out like what's out there. Um, And I, but the, the counter argument to that would be, it almost seems like the wallet is then sanctioning certain projects. And then if it turns into a rug pull, then they blame the wallet producer. So there's the, there's a yin and yang to that. But right now, at least like there's not a great, um, there's just a, like the project discovery mechanism is really poor. It's like, it's like an app store, but you have no idea what's out there if you're an end user. Especially if you don't your attention span doesn't include like hanging out and checking out what airdrops are available or whatever. Who the hell knows, right? I've been messing with
4: Leap, like Leap Cosmos. I don't know if I haven't messed with it with Terra stuff yet, but like just for Cosmos stuff, it works really well and on mobile. And there's a notification thing in there. And I don't know if something could be hooked up for like an airdrop section, but that would be super fucking handy. Where's Hermes at? God damn it, Hermes.
2: So with Leap, are they still doing their thing where they've got a Terra wallet and a Cosmos wallet? It's not it's surely integrated by now, isn't it?
1: That was for Mr. Maybe at Terra.
4: I just had my little mind blown because I tried the the whale claim one more time and it didn't give me an error immediately. But now it's just kind of spinning. So um yeah, I don't know. I just used it with I still like station for like my Terra stuff, I like keeping that separate from the rest of my Cosmos stuff for some reason. I don't know, uh, but yeah, it works really well for all the different Cosmos shits. Nice, real nice.
1: I tell you, what, I'm really looking forward to. It. I'm, I'm going home in about a week, and I'm really looking for. I didn't bring my seed phrase for one of my wallets. I'm really looking forward to set my Terra station wallet. I'm, I, so basically, I've been rocking with like old school just Terra and Mars
2: i'm really looking forward to like reinstalling this wallet putting the
3: seed phrase in to to get full, full cosmos access so you've been one of these inactive wallets for the last six months out you rebel take his awards take his rewards that's it man
1: this is absolutely i've been inactive on cosmos dudes so i've been been on Terra every
4: day that's all i've been able to do with this wallet claiming dust just been that, been claiming dust and buying GPs up I see you something
1: like and, and claiming my roar as well I never thought I think did we have Ryan did we have like 24 hours when you put the first thing out to like claim the roar there
5: was there was the first hundred wallets who DM'd me on Twitter and then they all like posted their wallet address on a thread then there was the next one was like yeah,
2: five hundred wallets twenty four hours, it sold out in six. Um, yeah. But you can claim to- Yeah, I think I was in the second all right. Was that that was on coin hall, was it? Yeah yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I felt you wanted to carry on there and I rudely interrupted. No no, I no no I had nothing to say. I mean, I mean the thing I I, I, I displayed a, a a deep
1: lack of faith in Mister Lyon there because when when it, that coin hole thing was on, I just saw it. and thought, "Roar tokens, come on!" And then I thought, "Well, I might as well." I did it with one wallet, but like, come on, how many of us in this room have just one wallet? You know. The, the smart thing to have done would have been like, all right, just let's let's go, let's just claim with every single wallet and see. Maybe it turns into something. Maybe it doesn't. And it did turn into something. And I literally was that was that was free
2: money was on the table, and I just looked at it and went, nah, I just don't want free money. Could be worse. You could have been one of the people who sold that airdrop for like eight dollars. That that would have been worth, uh, so and that was one thing. Like I am, the the, the thing. To uh, I read your Medium article, and we, we are sort of going off
1: topic. Emb, if you want to swing this back to Alliance, i I'm, well, Imagine Roar became a stakeable asset. That
2: would be, um, something.
5: But the race is um, on between Backbone Labs and Eris to become the first to to create the first raw st- liquid staking derivative. Which is completely viable now because we increased our staking period from it It was initially twenty four hours unlock. Uh, we we increased it to seven days, and now we've got automated staking rewards via Warp Protocol. So every day there's a there's a there's a staking rewards distribution. Kind of like think of it kind of like Osmosis where they do their daily uh, reward distribution. Um, so it's completely possible to make an LSD now. So please someone do it and then we can have it as an
2: alliance asset. That'd be hilarious. Just seeing Sefi is back in the game, dropped out for a bit. Anyways, what do we need to do? So this is what I think that we need to do. What do we need to do
5: to reconcile PFC and Philip? and bring them together to become a super-shipping duo on Terra, because I'm fed up with those guys bickering with each other, Um, and when, when really, if they work together, they probably could do something very useful for the chain rather than
2: try and, like, upset each other and make each other not want to build. What are they arguing about? Money
3: just about anything the other posts they'll have a yeah have <laughs> a pretty uh an opposite view is it like
6: just nerd arguments or what pretty much yeah
5: it's it's like i guess they're like <laughs> they're pitted against each other somewhat because they're both running at the core of their product a uh a liquid staking derivative of luna that was ultimately derived from the same code, which was Larry's code um, from Stake on Terra V1, um, and for whatever reason, they just they're just at each other's throat at every turn of the cop, every yeah, every turn, um, which is just it's just stupid, it's stupid, and they need to make friends with each other. They're literally two of the only people that are building on terror right
2: now and all they do is argue with each other and and it would be funny it sort of is funny but
1: it's a shame at the same time
5: if we had like mm-hmm. fifty, like you said, if it... we were like say say network and we had 600 protocols building on 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 our on our blockchain all with a hundred thousand followers each uh then then it probably would be a lot more funny than it is when there's minimal builders and the builders that we have got are just fighting each other
1: so maybe we need a treat somewhere in LionDAO nfts um
6: with two devs in the background skipping holding hands or something like that ryan to rewind just a second what did you say you did with warp pr-
2: protocol exactly uh so so we so one
5: of the functions that the enterprise has is staking but it doesn't have a very rela- it doesn't have any mecha- uh, me- methodology for distributing staking rewards well it does but it's it's manual so you can go into this dist- what they call distribute and distribute like tokens to all the stakers proportionally um, like you would with normal staking rewards but there's no way of like automating it so basically we created a a I guess a contract and a job on what protocol that um, every day someone can go and um, execute a job which distributes 50 million raw tokens to the stakers proportionally um, so i funded it with enough uh, raw tokens and enough luna um to uh t- for
6: someone to be able to execute that day that job every day for a year so by execute it's what taking the series of rewards and like batching them together and you click a button or is it doing yeah, like so all of that with schedule?
5: All you need to, yeah, so someone has to execute the job, right? Um, And the job, so we preloaded, like, I don't know what it was, like 8 billion raw or whatever it was into the contract. So it's all preloaded. We wrote a, like, a script that says when someone executes this job, uh, distribute 50 million raw, then create a new job for tomorrow in 24 hours time to distribute another 50 million raw. And there's like a ve- like there's a like that there's a like a small payment in Luna for executing the job. So you um, so, but
6: this can't this can't just schedule it daily somehow.
5: But it, is, it is scheduled. It is scheduled daily, but someone needs to execute it.
6: That's what I mean. Like, there's no way to make it permanent. That's the, whole, that's
5: the whole. That's the whole point. So, so someone could run a bot to like, execute it daily. Um, that's the whole point in Warp, really is that like it is like um to like schedule jobs and and then I guess I guess what what I could do is like to 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 make sure that it gets to to make sure it gets like executed every day is like increase the reward so at a minute like the reward is like a few cents of Luna or something. So you you make back like three times what the transaction cost free cost is. Uh, I guess if like I put it for like one luna a day for someone to execute it, then someone would definitely go and execute um, it every day.
6: Oh, it's like a bounty where like whoever goes and does the execution, they get that keep that money. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, why exactly. didn't? But they they don't run a bot on their own. Essentially, it's not like uh, what's the other one called? Um, uh, anyway, there's like a protocol with Cosmos, you know, where like you can just do automations and run them permanently.
5: Yeah, uh, restake or well, it's like off Z, right? Um, yeah, I I don't know why it's I don't know why it's not automated, but it's not automated because if it was automated, so like for up to make like restate work, someone has to run a bot anyway. So like to make Restake work, someone's running a bot to automate it as soon as, and I guess the whole point is like, like with prison protocol, right. When prison protocol, uh, when, when the crash happened, like, uh, the bot ran out of gas, there was no one like wanting, like, there was no one executing any of the like functions of the protocol. So it just like ceased up. And um, whereas if you'd have like automate, if you'd have like outsourced all that stuff to war, then like someone could still go and like someone could still go and execute the functions of a protocol um without like the founders needing to do it or the founders needing to fund a bot or whatever like it can just be it can just be done so it's like it's like it's like decentralization in a way of like protocol functions
2: yeah because like ideally if if i
5: like if i fucked off right if i like if i got run over by a bus tomorrow then like the, the exactly
6: it'll the still staking work
5: reward function will work as long as someone's willing to go and execute it until it runs out of money and then someone and then 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 the dow could vote actually to to fund some of the tokens from the dow into the staking reward contract and make it continue right so
6: uh, yeah, because yeah, I, was, I was researching a few of these components in terms of building sort of like uh, the like rebalancing system that I'm thinking of, like for a chain. Um, so to do automations and to do, uh, there's a couple of things that are needed to have like a really useful project. One is we need like uh, programmable randomness is one thing that I've been looking for and the second thing is the ability to um yeah automate tasks in such a way that they run forever that once they are set in motion it's like it's a perpetual motion machine and nobody can stop it so i'm super super interested in different uh strategies for immutability so that like exactly what you said Uh, is no longer a factor. So ultimately, like, the game theory would be like, uh, imagine you want to store a value coin, like, like a Bitcoin, Um, you don't want it to be modified from the, you know, from the whims of governance, you want all of the, um, you want it to function in a robotic way. And I just don't know if like, I just don't know enough about like whether Cosmwasm and everything is capable of that just yet uh, in terms of like processing capability to run these types of things without like an external DAP or like even if you do an external DAP like a work protocol you'd want to have this thing running where like once you set it in motion it can't be stopped but a lot of these protocols are run like on separate computers right they're not run like they're not necessarily native to the chain are they so that's the uh, thing to
5: so, so randomization you can try you could try uh who is it entropic en- entropic labs i think they're called entropic
6: yeah and i think there's another one called NOIS noise is a chain that is already up and running which is ibc compatible uh randomness is one of the things oh, okay, nice. so there's an actual chain built specifically for that purpose um so that's interesting. But yeah, there's, there's some features that we need, like, uh, like really in particular, we need, uh, an immutable store of value. And to this day, like this doesn't exist in the cosmos outside of like bringing in like a nomic or something like that and bring some sort of, you know, bridged Bitcoin or some such nonsense, which like that stuff, you know, like it's popular to an extent, like on Ethereum. But, like, really, at this point, we need something different, I think. And then the other problem... I just can say if you
1: had- Go ahead. Sefie, can I just jump in on that? that? You're absolutely right. Bridged Bitcoin is 100% nonsense. I was holding, I swapped out all my real BTC for this thing called MBTC, thinking I was being smart back in the day.
6: Turned out... It was a- <laughs> Turned out not so much.
2: Definitely not that smart.
6: Yeah, so... <laughs> And then there's one other thing that we need um, besides this. And uh, one of the big problems that has not fully been solved is that proof of stake networks generally trend towards centralization. Um, you know, Take for example, Coinbase on Cosmos Hub or something like that, or Binance or whoever comes in and they don't have any sort of like sufficient enough punishment for making mega validators. On the other hand, if they split their validators, you have Sybil-related problems. So that problem has not really been sufficiently solved, and that needs to be fixed. Like, and the only thing I can think of, because every research paper I've read on the subject has achieved essentially nothing so far, is that typically human-managed validator networks end up being necessary. Uh, in one way, like it's you have. Uh, Every single validator is like verified as, you know, sovereign uh, by some sort of external verification. But if you eliminate that, how do you get, you know, like self-balancing of validator voting power and other things? I think the only way to do it is like through games and you incentivize the participants to rebalance, whether it's the validators themselves or the participants on the network. Otherwise, they're sort of like a built-in punishment or reward mechanism for that. And that's really the only way to get it there. Um, there is no other like magic way. <laughs> so either that or proof of state networks are just generally broken um, and uh, the proof of work folks end up being proven right regardless of what else happens. So I think that these are some of the things that I think are needed. And like automation's really important because like if you can create an automated dow so to speak where the robots take care of everything that's one way to get there and then in order to get the game theory working you have to have a source of randomness that runs the game so to speak and that randomness has to be like certain verifiable randomness and that's a tricky thing um because you know these like deterministic state machines basically are not like built for you know, this, like where someone could manipulate the system and then generate randomness, like pseudo randomness, essentially, depending on how that's calculated. Um, So yeah, these are sort of like the big picture items that like if they can be put together as a singular chain, um, I think we get somewhere with this. And I'm thinking like, ultimately, you don't make it like a layer one type chain where people build stuff on top. You create a proper IBC asset, and people can then use that IBC asset that is now like, you know, the, the credible store value function and uh, you make it immutable once it's running, you know, it's IBC compatible indefinitely. Nobody can mess with it. There's no governance, and none of that bullshit. And everything happens via like game theory in the background with the participants and the actions of the participants are the governance in a sense. Um, and uh, that's kind of my theory about all of this. But without like having a serious store of value within Cosmos, and I think Adam's okay, but I think we could probably do better. Um, I think we wind up just getting stuck to some extent. Um, We just don't have sufficient, like, what happens is, is after a certain scale, you don't have a collateral that's pristine enough. And so once you get to a certain size, either someone wants to manipulate it, or B, no one's willing to invest more because, like there's too much systemic risk because of some sort of like, let's say a governance thing happens on Atom and it wrecks the Atom chain for some reason. And then of course, like the whole system gets in trouble, right? This is why like Jay Quan was not interested in the cosmos 2.0 like theme. Um, so I'm kind of divided between like what the cosmos 2.0 people want and what Jay wants. I think both are sort of right in their own way. But to me, it's like this, we need that immutable store of value somehow. And, uh, we all need to sort of like put our heads together and think about how we're going to make that happen in my belief. Anyway, so that's like I've been kind of summarizing this statement for a while now to get it more cohesive, to help understand like what, why, do we, why should we bother with this? It's not just a game. The game's end results should be decentralization of the system in a way that we haven't been able to achieve so far.
1: And here we thought alliance was a complex topic. Steffi coming in, dropping bombs. About a new pristine asset in the cosmos. um We've been going for 53 minutes so far. We've got, I was going to ask Ryan some more stuff about LionDAO, but I think we can maybe pass on that. We've got JG, I'm assuming, on the Backbone Labs um account. When are we going to get the launch of these LionDAO NFTs, sir?
3: Well, like, I can't tell you before I talk to Ryan, but it's pretty soon. I was talking to, Peaks today. So uh, everything's moving right along. It'll be soon. It'll be really soon.
6: But I do think between like the guys that are doing the liquid-staking derivatives, like Backbone, people that are playing with Enterprise, like people that are building all these different things, you're going to have a good sense of like what is and what isn't possible with current technology. And I think um, making a list of what those things are tells us what the technical limitations are of cosmos might be and then like if we're missing something big you know maybe it has to be built
3: well i mean you said it the uh the randomness on a deterministic blockchain is a real pain in my ass (laughs) like it's very difficult to solve and
6: if you what was that ibc chain you said is solving it uh noise nois it's up and running um yeah i haven't like tried it or you know but there's like a, there's a gelato, G-E-L-O-T-T-O. It's like a, it's like a lottery type of dap of some kind that apparently runs on it. So I got a little bit of information about it, but it's a chain whose core purpose is to, uh, like, generate prop- randomness without using an oracle. Because, like, if you use an oracle, right, like, you get outside data, like, I don't know, the weather or some shit, and you multiply that by pi or something, like, you're going to get, you know, some sort of number, right? So... The the So you can't really manipulate the weather, but what you can manipulate is the Oracle. So the Oracle ends up becoming a point of failure for randomness. And that, that problem needs to be really solved at scale for sure. Otherwise, like the, the benefits of like a deterministic state machine uh, as a ledger are great. But as a programming environment, like having some sort of hardware based randomness or something is what's missing right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, as Ryan mentioned, Entropic Labs, and maybe you've talked with them before, but I think we gave them like fifty thousand Luna back in August last year to to build their um they call it an Entropic Beacon, which is basically just exactly what you're describing, you know, and randomness um, generator. Um, so maybe it's worth um, yeah, shaking them a bit and seeing what they can do to support the project.
2: Man, 50,000 Luna back in the day. Well, even last summer would have been all right.
1: I would have sat in a padded room just rolling a dice. Yeah. I also <laughs> remember,
6: You'd have done the job for us.
3: <laughs> I, also, I also remember on a, I think it was a space that we held around that time or somebody did that. They actually had plans to um, roll it out across Cosmos and other chains. So, yeah, it might be something that's worth um, yeah, investigating more. Just to
2: cycle back on this Noir or noise or whatever we're going to call it. I know, I know, yes.
1: I, 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 I had seen them before on um, TFM Bridge. I've just fired them in. Apparently they've got connections to
2: 34 other IBC Go enabled networks. So they are they've got their they've got their relayer sorted out anyway. So yeah, it's definitely one for a bit more DYOR.
6: Yeah, they have. Are they connected to Terra? They have IBC bridges for uh, Juno. And yep. uh, I don't think Terra is on their list. Juno and, oh, some, Juno and something else.
1: They're connected to Terra. Did they? they I mean, the tokens, the tokens that you can transfer at the moment are Juno and Stars. There you go. The yeah. networks that they're connected to are, are absolutely legion Akash, Axelar, BitSong, Carbon, Comdex, Cosmos Hub. Osmosis, Terra, Omniflex, Persistence, Stride, Dargay, Secret, Loads. Um, so
2: that's kind of interesting. I mean, not that we can do much with Juno or Stars on Terra at the moment, but this is possible.
6: Yeah, main thing is you would have to be able to front run the randomization, right? Like, you have, you have to make sure that no one can intercept the random number ahead of time, you know, ahead of... Schedule and then make their bets based on that. Essentially,
3: I'm just thinking about um, the yeah the need for a um, better store of value or another token or currency throughout Cosmos apart from Adam and one project that seems pretty interesting and maybe people here have heard about it is this um, cooperative um, denim or denim uh, project which is trying to build a, what they call a an international stable currency um, throughout Cosmos. Has anybody heard of
6: that one? I ta- I remember talking to the guys that were dreaming it up sometime middle of last, maybe last year or something. Uh, I don't know what progress they've made. Um, so
3: I think that's Cosmonaut J does that. I'm not 100% sure. I got to double check my messages right now, but they well, reach out. I think to you're any- right. Yeah. yeah they reached out to us to start to maybe validate and they were talking about a token release time of around november
2: that's what they said to us about that they've been grinding away on that shit for quite a long time um i think they got together not long after the
5: terror
6: fallout so obviously taking things pretty seriously I think an interesting uh, mechanism of the, like, the, the UST Luna Mint Burn mechanism is that that similar mechanism can be used to inflate and deflate um, sort of like subsidiary tokens of a primary token on chain and can be used then to reward uh, or punish, as it may be, validators in a sense by, you know, subjecting various components to inflation or deflation very suddenly. Uh, and I think that the mint burn mechanism—you know how it was—Luna's mint burn mechanism was used with like lots of different international coins, like the dollar and euro or whatever. Uh, think of that, but uh, in a system where the the end users incentivized to diversify between the different international coins, as opposed to just like USD or whatever, it, it'd be a, like in my head, like that's where the game is sort of going. If that makes sense.
1: And that's what I kind of love about this cooperative Denom thing is is not, not having a stable coin, and the idea was it was a stable currency and be, um, I mean trying to tie a stable coin to the US dollar seems kind of weird if we're doing, trying to go for this decentralized finance thing. Um, I think
3: they've got some really strong ideas. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly how they plan to back that uh, currency, but I, I was on a call earlier this week with um keegan from neptune finance um they're doing some testnet stuff for the project and the um the neptune guys are are supporting this uh um currency project as well and he was really excited about it Uh, he said that they're coming out pretty soon with something um something anyway um and look he, he touched on it briefly and talked about um how they would be backing the currency with uh using lps somehow and i don't know how that would work um but yeah I, I guess we'll find out more when they release more but they do have a discord um if anybody's interested in in joining um it's called cooperative Denom.
2: i can see he's really down in this call he's big on both neptune and cooperative Denom discord so
1: good person to ask questions and it would be interesting if they were somehow going to use LPs as alliance assets on their chains. As far as I'm aware, there's going to be two different chains. Um, so, definitely something to do our DYOR on. Right, we've already hit an hour. I've got some stuff to do. Finn likes a quick exit. So, thanks everyone for being here. Crypto Money Life, rocking the Galactic Punk. Respect, sir. And um, we'd love to see a few more Galactic Punks in these spaces. Um, and we do have a custom one. Mr. R. Hatton, I've seen you around.
4: Um, I think we're speaking in Telegram as well at the moment.
1: Pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for being here. We'll do this.
4: Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the
0: Alliance Hour, four app chains and counting. Hosted by Rebel DeFi with Orbital Command. Recorded on Monday, May 15th, 2023. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And did you know you can find all the orbital command spaces over at OCSpaces.org.
4: There's this principle in like Taoism. there's this principle in like Taoism where it's just like the more you fight something the more like the opposite of what you want like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen there's this principle in like taoism where it's like the more you fight something the
0: more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the third app, listening to nerds slap. wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in web three. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some cry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts for getting out of like the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open source, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny, community, uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal Which side of the line you're beating out on when the dust settles Motherfucking west side shit Needle and noose Sticking with my armory Yam, beta and Bruce. Repping psychedelic artistry Believing the truth Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM Is, it, is it really is it worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is clear now